Welcome to episode 18 of the Lost a Step podcast for July 17th. I am Mark, the producer, sometimes talker. Alongside me is Max, Tom, and Mike. How's it going, guys? You know, going well. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. You know, God. this is how we're gonna start the show. <laughs> I'm thrilled, man. I'm happy. It's the All Star break. Jacob Degrom didn't throw a single pitch in the major league. How did I know year. it was going to go to the Mets? How they did won I know? Fifty nine games. If you tell me this that wasn't before in the show the, notes again, if you, Pinto, if we you need tell to me that the before notes. the season, I say, where do I? You ask me how I'm doing. I'm doing great because of where the Mets are right now in the standings. That's why I'm doing great. I think every Mets fan would well, feel the same way. <clears throat> Mark, yeah. When you had asked how I was doing, I was doing fantastic. Uh-huh. Now that Pinto went on that little tangent, I'm a little bit unwell, just so we know. I guess I you know. just don't like me being happy, but, you know, that's fine. Well, thank you, Mike, for, for saving us from a one-hour Mets pre-show. Um, fun fact, guys, today it's a National Ice Cream Day. I had it, I had it twice today, Mark. Had it twice. Uh, I'm proud of you. I, I, had a fruit, I had a fruit salad earlier, not ice cream. I'm a little bit nice. disappointed. My son did have ice cream. I did not, but... I did give him give him some ice cream today, so we'll count it. What flavor? Vanilla. Nice. Here's nothing a, here's too a crazy right now in his life. Uh, it's yeah, boring. We, when we get the cookie dough, that's when it really gets exciting. But come on, he, some panda paws, a little bit of tonight oh. dough. Here, here, here's a uh, fun, fun little thing. If a sport were a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Like if you had a you know, if football were a flavor of ice cream, if basketball were a flavor of ice cream, if baseball was a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? Let's start with baseball. Baseball um, would be coffee to me. Coffee. <laughs> All right. Ugh. Then I would just, never want to. Then I would never want to consume it. Yeah. Just. Uh, yeah. Ugh. No. Right, how about uh? <laughs> no. How about football? baseball? To me, would be just like a plain vanilla. Okay. Oh, oh so fine. I can, I can deal with plain vanilla. That's better than coffee. Moving on. Vanilla, next one. Vanilla with uh, red sprinkles, kind of like a baseball. Okay. Uh, football. Oh, yeah. Nice. Football. I like that. Football. Rocky Road. Ooh. Mm. Cookies and cream. Ooh. Just Cookies a classic. Cream, just, mm. uh, I'd say football for me would be a mint chocolate chip. That's the goat. That's the best. All right. All right. Uh, hockey. Um, chocolate chip cookie dough. Hockey? Mm. Hockey might be a little bit of panda paws because it's it's exciting and it, and it takes a little bit to get to the you know the innards like the playoff hockey. So I'm gonna go. Right, you guys are pretty good at this. Gotta be a punchy ice cream, you know. Um, basketball. Basketball. I don't have a feel. Uh, college basketball or NBA? NBA. I don't have. I'm gonna a go feel. twist with chocolate sprinkles. Okay, that's fine. You actually, you know what? You said coffee ice cream before. Golf is coffee ice cream. <laughs> Bang. There, there we is. go. Oh, I've never made a more accurate comparison in Shout my life. Shout out Cam Smith. The golf Aussie. is coffee Cam ice Smith. cream. Winner Neither. of the open. Golf is coffee ice cream. Neither should ever be consumed by anyone. It's just Alex Smith is not going to be happy, and he listens every week. And he's we usually one of go our off the We usually go off the tracks uh, towards the end, and we we start early today. Guys, I love this energy, and we're going to keep this up the whole time. But I'm going to end it on this one thing: tennis. Mm-hmm. Sherbert. Oh, I'll allow that. That's all right. That's a good one. I like I'll, Sherbert. I'll, I'll allow that as well. It's it's calming. 
And yeah, you know, it's a nice, relaxing, you know, sure kind of dessert. Not it's, like it's too, flavorful. not too stressful, not too heavy. Yeah, yeah, not bad. That's good, Mark. But I can't wear all white because it's you know I'm gonna drop it and I'm in the you know the tennis stands. Oh, next, like you know. Wimbledon. I get it. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, I couldn't go this year. You know, I, I was disappointed. First year in a while, right? You know, it's it's been a minute. Um, uh, Max, who won, Mark? You know, who wins, who loses, who <laughs> writes your own story, you know? That's a good point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Max, uh, tell me something we're going to talk about this week. Yeah, we got some baseball talk. I know it's been a little heavy on the baseball last couple of weeks with, uh, you know, not much else going on. But now we'll catch up on the MLB standings heading to the All-Star break. And then we'll maybe even uh, predict our winners for the Home Run Derby uh, tomorrow, Monday night. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, uh, watch it tomorrow and see what happens. Um, Tom, tell me something. We're going to look at the NBA. We're going to look at uh, the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors that have dominated the NBA and social media feeds all week. And we're going to talk about that the Suns make the right move, bringing back DeAndre Ayton. I was thinking about that all week. So I'm glad we're going <laughs> to uh, find that. I get it. Uh, it's because he uh, wasn't. <laughs> That's right. Don't spoil it for the audience. <laughs> uh, Mike, tell me uh, a story. Uh, tease the story you may have missed. What's something that, you know, we yeah. learned about later on? So we're going to go off the, the NBA topic a little bit, and we're going to talk about an NBA player, one of the best in the world. He is becoming a citizen of a new country or a different country, I should say, that he uh, is fluent in their language, and he might be playing with them, you know, in the Olympics. So we'll talk about that. All right. All right. All right. And Tom, I'm going to end it with you. The Lost a Step, tease a little bit what it might be about. Lost a Step, we're going to talk about um, something that not is not what they lost, but who they lost. Ooh. Ooh. Like that. Thought of that Ooh. all on my own. Should add the spooky music in. Ooh. But you know what? Who hasn't lost a step out there? You. And you don't want to lose a step because the only way that you don't lose a step is following us on Twitter at Loss of Step One and following us on Facebook by searching the Loss of Step podcast, hitting that subscribe bell. I don't know how Facebook does it, but keep on, keep on the lookout for all the posts and updates that we do throughout the week, teases about future episodes, and be sure to follow along on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Play, something else play, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and share because it only helps us out. We want to keep this growing. We're, we're getting better and better and better every week. We're learning, you know, which ways our microphones are going. And, you know, it's it's slowly but surely we're, we're getting there. So anything you Until can flip do, it around. No, no, don't flip it around. We got it. We got the right. I had you going. Too. I had you going. I wasn't going to do it, Mark. Don't worry. I wasn't going to oh, do thank it. Thank you, Tom. I don't want to add you to the loss of step segment <laughs> next week. You know, I don't want to be on that <laughs> list. No, no, you don't. But you know what? Enough of me. Let's get the show going. All right. Somebody lead it off. Well, I was going to start off with baseball, but I just wanted to say I would say Pinto is a Neapolitan mm. because <laughs> I don't have it all the time. But whenever I do, I feel like it's just it's always exciting. I always like find out something new and i don't know you need you need need all three you need all three for me i need all three yeah i'd say pinto is like an ice cream sandwich you can really walk (laughs) into a store anywhere and find one so it's (laughs) 
you know. Uh, well, the Legends brand uh, ice cream sandwich. Which Available there's nothing anywhere. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I guess, I guess now that we have that out of the way, um, we will talk some <laughs> baseball. Um, you know, today was the last day until uh, the All Star break started. We got uh, home run derby tomorrow, All Star game on Tuesday. Um, but just taking a look at the standings, I mean, obviously the Yankees continue to dominate. Um, they've been, you know, very good. The Twins lead in the Central. Uh, Houston leads by nine games over the hottest team in baseball, Seattle Mariners, who won their 14th straight today. Um, the the Mets lead uh, in the NL East, um, which Pinto has has mentioned once or twice already, um, with the Braves coming right up behind them, two and a half games out. Uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis have a tight race in the Central. That They're pretty much the only two teams competing in the Central. And then the Dodgers, which I think people would be surprised by this. Um, not that the Dodgers are in first, but the 10-game lead over the Padres, 12-and-a-half over the Giants. Uh, Pinto, you know, we'll go with you as usual with our, our baseball talk. But, you know, what stands out there just with the standings? And, you know, obviously we talked about some surprises and things like that. But, but where are you looking in the standings and what's going to be interesting the second half of the season? Just uh, what you just said, Max, made me think of something about not that we're surprised the Dodgers are in first, but the lead that they have. Padres 8-16 and 16 in their last 24. Not what you want going into the break. Um, no. well, Possible we gave, loss to step candidate. Seriously, yeah. Um, we gave our... Uh, when we were on the show two weeks ago, we talked about, you know, who we thought underachievers, overachievers, playoff teams in, out, that, that sort of thing. And... Neither of us had uh, the Mariners on any list. And pretty much since we had that show, like they haven't lost the game (laughs) since we had that show two weeks ago. If you you really think about it, I don't know if the streak started on that Saturday, if they had a day off, regardless, 14 straight uh, for the Mariners has them in a, in a nice position right now, second wild card. And it really, I find, you know, long droughts and and things like that interesting, especially for fan bases. And the Seattle Mariners have the longest playoff drought in professional sport, professional being the four major sports. I don't want the soccer community to come after me, but for <laughs> but for now, we'll we'll just say the the four major sports. And they haven't made the playoffs since 2001. And with this 14 game winning streak, they have put themselves in a position now that they can they can end that drought. And I, I think that's uh great for them, great for their fan base. Um obviously the second wild card will help because they're they're only a game up on Toronto right now. Um but I didn't I didn't expect to see at, I didn't expect to see Seattle holding a wild card spot. Um the American League is pretty you know well, I shouldn't say that. I did. I didn't think the Yankees would be winning the division at the All Star break. I thought Toronto was right. going to be division champs this year, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. So, I don't think I'm alone in uh, in thinking that. Um, but the Astros and Twins leading their divisions, no surprise there. Dodgers, no surprise. The Mets to me are a surprise um, with with the injuries to Degrom and Scherzer missing just about half the season. Uh, I'm thrilled that the Mets are two and a half games tough loss today gave up two in the eight still two and a half game lead and the Brewers being 15 43 and the Cardinals 15 44 that seems pretty normal and 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 right to me I don't I don't see too much surprise there um Brewers struggling a little bit um yep. I think they're 
I don't know about today, but before today, they were three and seven in their last yep. ten. So yes, yep, they believe they won today. Nope, they they. I don't think they played today. They lost today too, oh, or, did, or, did, or, did, or did they get rained out? See, I know there was some rain. I'm looking. Outs, it says last ten, three and seven. So I don't. Did they play today? That's why we've got the internet to tell us. Um, they didn't. It was Sunday, and they didn't play. Oh, yes, they did. They lost to the Giants nine five. Okay. So they so, know, yeah, so they struggling. go so they go kind of limping into the break. Um so I, I'd say probably Seattle at this point in the year, biggest surprise for me. Um Yankees, Astros, no surprise. As I said, Dodgers, Mets, no surprise, Braves, no surprise. Um the Orioles, as I've said, you know, just the fact that they're still in it, um, yeah. three and a half games out. They they finally did lose. Um, but again, just being five hundred. I you know what, guys. The White Sox being 46 and 46. What a and they they played better going into the break. They're seven and three in their last 10. And they can they can still make a run. And they they should be able to with all yeah. talent, with all the talent that they have. Um, but I I think it's right, guys. And um I I know you'll be able to to speak more on it, but um let's give the Yankees their due. 64 and 28. I mean, who thought the Yankees would be 64 and 28, right? 27 runs in the last two games. If you told me at the all-star break, the Yankees would have a division lead over Toronto. Okay, fine. Maybe I think it would be a couple of games. Maybe the Yankees have 52 wins. Blue Jays would have 50, 64 yeah, right. wins at the break. No one's and a half games. Over none, the of Jays, us, yeah. none of us saw this coming. None of us. It's hard to be that dominant in that division. Like it's, like you said, it's not that much of a surprise that they could be in first because it's the right. Yankees and it could happen just like any other team. You know, they could be in first at the break, but to come in and be that dominant in that division, it doesn't happen very often. Plus so. one ninety nine run differential. That, that, I mean, that that's crazy. I I can't yeah. believe how good their pitching has been. You know, when when Judge and Stan and Lemayu and Rizzo are firing on on all cylinders, you know, that's a very potent offense, and so it, their their run output hasn't surprised me. I cannot believe how good their starting pitching has been all yeah. season. And Clay Holmes has been a, a revelation out of the bullpen. Their pitching has been top to bottom. Unbelievable. Also, I didn't think, I don't think anyone, you know, believe they needed more confidence going to the all-star break, but these last two games and just handling the Red Sox the way they have um, for the most part so far this season. I mean, not only is that great for them, and a great way to go into the break, but also, you know, the Red Sox probably question themselves a lot. Just, you know, sale going down today. Um, I haven't heard updates on him, but obviously that wasn't good. Um, Can't be good. That's not, not what they want to see. It doesn't seem like it's something that he'll be able to pitch in a while. So, I mean, the Red Sox are just, you know, that was as good as it was for the Yankees. It was also the Yankees, Fractured what pinky. they did to the Red Sox. Fractured yeah, pinky, Max. Smacked by a... Yeah, I saw that. and I was just like, that did not look good. And the way he came off to just, you don't want to see that. Um, But yeah, the Red Sox are, you know, Chris sales for them. Chris sales pitched 11 games in three years. Yeah, it's not good. One of the games elite pitching talents, right? Had such a, a great start to his career. One of the games elite talent, especially from the left side, 11 starts in the last three seasons. Yeah, you just seems like I mean, it happens a lot. I'm a Yankees fan, but just as a sports fan, you don't want to see that happen to a guy who's, you know, so good. You and, don't want to see it happen to anyone, but. And, you know, 
as, as, as great as the Yankees have been and all the applause that they deserve, and, and rightfully so, they're only four up in the loss column on the Astros. So they don't have first place locked up. The Astros no, are a no. great team. The Astros are a great team. And that's a, a testament to... <laughs> that's what they all say. That's a testament to how good the Astros have been with that they're only four back in the loss column after the Yankees are on a on a, essentially a historic win pace at this point yeah. in, in the season. So they don't have the number one seed wrapped up, and that's uh, that's a really good Astro team on the other side. I think all of baseball is rooting for a Yankee-Astros ALCS. I mean, how could you not want it, right? Yeah, and no I, disrespect to the other teams, the Yankees, but as a – the Yankees have struggled against them a little bit this year too. I'd say if one of the teams that I'd want to point out that, you know, they have their troubles against, it's probably the Astros. The Astros offense isn't as potent as the Yankees, but their pitching is, is right on par with them. And they've only given up seven more runs than the Yankees have this year. They've got great starting pitching too. Verlander. Maybe I'm wrong, Valdez, Max, but they're good. I feel like the Yankees. No, I mean, just I mean, I know, play well against I know them. they had a tough series against them in New York the last time they were there. Um, yeah. I don't know as much like, you know, their full, how many times they've played and stuff like that. I was just going to say as a Yankees fan, you know, obviously people are going to be like Pinto said, rooting for the Yankees and Astros to play, you know, you know, at least in the playoffs, but especially Verlander Cole game one. Yeah. I mean, that's something everyone would want to see. That's what baseball wants to see. I don't want to see that. Yankees (laughs) fans probably want to see. I don't think Astros fans want to see it either, but especially if I'm Yankees fans, I'd like to see someone knock out the Astros before it gets yeah. to that point. Cause I think that's going to be, that would be obviously a tough, tough matchup. I feel, for the I feel the same way with someone knocking out the Braves. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, for same, sure. Same I want to, I want to ask you guys quick. I'm um, just looking at the standings um, with that third, you know, that extra team now this year. I mean, don't you think that makes baseball just a little more exciting with teams like, like Colorado's six and a half back of a wild card spot. I know that's kind of a lot, but it's, it's like, they're, they're still somewhat competitive. Uh, Miami's five and a half back. Like there's more teams that are involved now. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's fun. And I think it makes it uh, a team that can sneak in a team, especially when you really need good pitching come, come the postseason because the the a good pitching staff will at least neutralize a really good offense. We see it year after year, time after time again. Yeah, I, I don't want to see the Marlins in the playoffs. I don't want to see Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez in a short <laughs> series. Man, those the, those guys yeah. are studs. The Marlins can really pitch. They're a scrappy yeah. young team, and a team like that as a six seed with the with uh with the horses that they have, they don't need to score a ton of runs now. Do you put more pressure on your starting pitching? Sure, but the Marlins wouldn't have any pressure. They play like in no. Front of, I mean, they're they, just they, they play in front of like three thousand people every night. Yeah, if they're in the playoffs, they're they're there to see what happens and yeah. hope for the best. But yeah. no pressure on them. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. But yeah, I think it's I love that baseball did this. I think it was one of the best things to come out of uh, you know, the talks when they, when they made this change and, uh, it is exciting. I just like seeing, even though they're maybe not great teams, but just to see that some teams are still in it and still fighting. Um, it's nice to see more teams involved in that rather than less teams. It's all, but I would agree. It's all, but certain in the American league that one, two is the Yankees and the Astros and whoever wins the American league central is going to have that, that third seed. 
in the National Taking League, on the six seed, yeah. in 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 the National League, you could say pretty similar with the Mets having an, an eight game uh, lead over the Brewers. Um, I, I think the Mets and the and the Braves are a lot better than the Brewers, even though the Braves are only five back or five up on the Brewers in, in the loss column. So I, I think it's it's a it's a safe bet that the Dodgers and, and Mets or Braves, I could see the Braves winning. If the Braves win the division and beat out the Mets by a couple games, I won't be surprised. Braves are a really good team. And we talked about it last week, man. And I watched them a lot this week because they played the Mets. How Austin right. Riley is not an all-star is beyond He's me. Great man. Player. This guy's an absolute stud. And I, I don't understand how he's not an all-star. I don't understand how Ian Happ is an all-star and Austin Riley is not. I'm completely baffled. I had a question. This could be for both of you or it could just be for Pinto, uh, either one. But Pinto, you, you were obviously talking about the Mariners out of the West, the AL West. And for me, my biggest surprise this year, and I feel like I say this every year, and I think we've talked about it, the Angels, man. I, I don't understand why they're not better. Like, Otani just jumped judge in the best odds to win the MVP again. You know, he's having a great year. Obviously you could do it all. You got trout. I just like they're 20 and a half games out of first. How does that happen? You know, real quick Pinto. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. No, I just wanted to, I know this is something Pinto and I talked about two weeks ago on the show. They were my team that I believe we had like most disappointing. You're disappointed. Um, I had the White Sox. You had the angels. Yeah. And I had them in there just because, I mean, what you said, but when I see without like even knowing a lot of their roster, um, Rendon's on there. I know he's been hurt a little bit, but Trout Otani, I get it that, you know, it's not basketball where you can have two great players and be a playoff team or a really good team, but just just those two guys, it just seems crazy that they, they can't be better. I'm not saying they, I'm expecting them to win the world series. You need, like Pinto said, pitching. That's obviously super important, but I just feel like you just think they would be a better team, even if they're not a playoff team, but yeah. like they're not even relevant right now. Obviously they are because of Otani and Trout, but you know, Mike, I'll I'm let glad, you go Pinto. I'm, 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 I'm glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned the angels. I, w- I was watching when I was watching the Mets the other night, there was a little bit of a lull on the action and um, SNY team started talking about would, should the, if you're, if you're being your mock GM, and um, they asked Ron Darling and they said, would you entertain a trade for Trout? And he said, yeah, I would. He goes, I really, I mean, this is his 11th year. They've made the playoffs one time and got swept in three games by Kansas City in 2014. So I don't even remember that. <laughs> the the yeah, first like, year, the first year the Royals went to the World Series when they, when they lost to the Giants. When they lost. Yeah. yeah. The Angels had home field too. They lost the first two games at home and then Kansas City finished it in Kansas City. So, wow. you know, it's been it's it's sometimes teams can pull the plug a little too quickly. I mean, it's 11 years, 11 years. If that's not a big enough sample size, how much more do you need? And, you know, it, it's nothing against his production and Mike Trout from, you know, I, I don't get to I don't get to watch him a ton being being on the west coast but seems like a a great teammate and a, a great face for the angels and i, I don't think terrible he would be, fantasy football commissioner <laughs> terrible terrible fantasy Apparently. football commissioner i don't think he <laughs> allegedly would be, allegedly i don't think it would be very easy mike for the angels to trade him but i kind of agree with ron darling that they should at least 
answer the phone if someone's, 100%. someone's calling and, and for see two what's, reasons and see what's out there. Yeah, go ahead. For two reasons. Number one, obviously you can get a ton of value for Mike Trout, right? And I think this team, like you said, it's been a long time since they've been relevant in the postseason. So obviously you get some value. You do whatever you got to do. Maybe you can make some other trades and stuff and bring in some players. But number two, you've had that guy there, a generational talent. Numbers-wise, a generational talent. Mike Trout is phenomenal. I think you owe him a little bit of allowing him to go out, explore his options, and you'll be on a winning team. But does he... I'm I'm just... Like, I'm always curious about, like, what his thoughts are because you don't really hear about him as much as you think you would to me he, he seems content out there he that, it's, it seems like he's not, i know everybody wants to win but he seems like just like chill and happy he's not a big rah-rah guy he just seems like like just like a chill dude who enjoys his playing baseball in southern california and doesn't seem like you know maybe it hit it, it's got to kill him a little bit but he doesn't really show it that much. He seems like he really enjoys being out there despite how bad the angels have been. And that's what like, I don't know, just seems a little weird. Like I get that location and like, like winning isn't everything to, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't want to win, but location's probably a big deal. I don't know if he's getting paid the most that he could in LA and that's why he's there. But like to me, it just seems so odd that you wouldn't want to at some point go somewhere. And maybe who knows? Maybe next year, or like maybe yeah. in three years, he says, "Okay, I'm done. I want to go somewhere else." But and, right now, and, like you said, it doesn't seem like that's the case. And he does come back to the East Coast in the off season. He's got he's got uh, he's got season tickets for the Eagles. I have season. He's, he's, a, he's, a, huge, he's a huge Eagles fan. Yeah. Being a um, a South Jersey guy, so I mean. I mean, it's not like the Angels are kind of like, you know, kind of like a, like a Colorado standing right now, Max, like you said before, six and a half out. I mean, they're fading and they're fading fast. You can almost, yeah. you can, you could almost write them off right now. So I think if you're the Angels, you at least have to, you know, if, if, you know, say, you know, wow me with an offer. Don't give me any, any nonsense yeah, BS yeah. offer, right? Don't, don't, don't think that you're going to get this guy for nothing. Um, but you know, I'd answer the phone. Sure. Absolutely would. Yeah. So real quick then, before we get into, uh, you know, the all-star game and the, the home run derby, there's, there's, I think it was yesterday breaking news that, uh, what the Juan Soto was offered like a 15 year, $440 million deal. And he turned it down. I just want to get your guys thoughts on that really quick. Um, I'm really okay, not question that one. Yeah, go question ahead. one. Are you surprised? No. Question two. Where do you think he'll end up? Hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if they'll, if they have, a, if he has a better chance to being traded or just leaving when he becomes a free agent. I'm not surprised because 15 for 440, that's an AAV under 30 million. Yeah, so it's I less think than a lot of guys. That's less than a lot of guys. So I think he wants – I think he'd be fine with less years, more AAV. Ten years, yes. 440. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. North of $40 million a year. 
Um, and Pinto, I mean, there's reports Yankees and Mets going to explore some trades. What do you think? I mean, you'd have to give up the entire farm for him. I, I think the Yankees have a better farm system than the Mets do. Uh, Thank you. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think too, I think you're almost better waiting for a guy to like, if I'm the Mets from a Mets standpoint, they have the richest owner, right? Why would you give up? Why would, why would you give up prospects when you can offer him the most money in the off season? And if he turns you down and say, I'd rather go play for this organization, so be it. Then there's nothing you can do. But from a Mets standpoint now, I don't think, you know, aside from like a trade deadline deal when they're trying to bring in like a, like a, like a, like a solid bat to help them win. But in terms of like big free agent, I I don't see why the Mets have to make any trades anymore like that when they can just throw the bank to that player in the off season, but he'll be linked to the big market teams. Mike and answer your question. Like he's, he's, he's not going small market. It's going to be the big 10 markets again, the 10 biggest markets. And yeah, go ahead. And LA make a move for him. They could, not. If, if Cody Bellinger continues to play the way that he does, can move Mookie Betts to. Um, well, they don't like to play Betts in center, but um, then you'd have two of the best right fielders in the game. Well, Soto's not a, a great fielder, but he's a solid fielder. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I yeah, think yeah. the Dodgers are in play. It seems like the Dodgers get like the best free agent and make a great trade. I mean, they've acquired Mookie Betts, Freddie. Freeman, what about the Angels? Trey Turner. Trout and uh, Trout and uh, Soto, Soto together. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's one call that they would have to do too. Maybe they'll trade them for each other. How about that? Hmm. Huh. I'd go see Trout in in DC. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I guess you never know. I'll just say real things, quick. Lots of things going on. Before we move on to basketball, just to you know what I was thinking. I, if if Soto, like I wouldn't mind seeing i wouldn't like to see him on the mets but i think it would just make that yankees mets you know especially yeah. if judge is obviously still in with the yankees i just think that just adds some more star power like i just love that that these two teams are really good right now and i hope they're good together for for multiple years because i'm not someone that like hates the mets and like wants to see them do bad especially because they haven't been that good you know some years and so I if, I wouldn't want to see him go there, but it'd be interesting for sure. If the if the Mets got Judge and Soto, would you guys kick me off the show? Yes. Okay. Um just checking. <laughs> I think if the Mets got Judge and Soto, you would be so unbearable that nobody you would want to be able listen to, to you anyway. Yeah. Okay. I just want I to I know wouldn't hate even you be for able... it. I'd be happy for you, man. Like out of I just all my friends. Pre- I, I just wanted to prepare. You know, you just you deserve something good to happen in the sports world for you. I do. You deserve I, something I, good to happen. I, I really, Mike, really do. Max has had however, some championships. I've had some championships. However, just so don't you know, butter the, him up. The, no, 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 no. No, hold on. I, pre- he I is appreciate a fan. that, Mike. He is an absolute. I, I appreciate fan. that, Mike. But I and the 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 absolute thing I want to <laughs> do is always appear to be authentic to our listeners, <laughs> so they can know what I'm about. If the Jets won the Super Bowl there will be and should be a lot more Jet fans that deserve to be happier than I am, 100%. For the Mets, the Knicks, and the Rangers, I'd be hard-pressed to find someone more happy than me. Okay. We appreciate that. Thank you for clarifying. I'm sure everyone was worried about it. Hey, I I don't want our listeners to get the wrong impression of me. That's the last thing that I want to do. I care about them. I do like that you say, because some people will be like, I'm 
you know, I'm crying over the Jets winning a Super Bowl when like maybe they're just not as into that team. Like I, would, I know you're I would, a Jets fan, course, but I'd, I'd I appreciate happy, you. But there would be people that deserve to be happier than right. me. A lot. I happier. respect it. Fair enough. Real quick before we move on, let's go home run derby predictions. Uh, we'll start with I know who Pinto's going to say, so we'll start with Max. <laughs> so what I'm rooting for is a Pujols, which I know you guys are sick of them apparently, but Pujols so Alonzo. Pujols Alonzo final. Um, I I would take Alonzo in that one. I think, you know, just stick with the hot home run derby guy, Pete Alonzo. I'm gonna go Soto. I'm gonna go Soto. I'm also gonna say Pujols hits three home runs, then his back gives out. They have to bring him a stretcher and a cane, and then they take him off on a cart. I'm just kidding. I don't want to wish injury on anyone, but he's so old. Okay, and I thought you were gonna say your boy Petey. No, I'm going Soto. All right, I'm taking Acuna. And he's going to get revenge over Petey nice. from 2019. He's going to knock him out because it's the first matchup. Yeah. He's going to knock him out right. and he's going to take it all the way. Okay. Acuna. We will see. Jose Jose Ramirez is a name to watch. Not yeah, my sleeper. pick, but. Sleeper, sleeper. Yeah, I like it. Yep. All right. Pinto, what do you got for us uh, NBA wise here? So, boy, it's been a long week of actually, yeah. I guess we'll I guess we'll start with Donovan Mitchell. It's been a long week of Donovan Mitchell speculation and where is he going to go and what is it going to cost to get him? Guys, at what Utah offered or wanted from the Knicks being six draft picks and four players. Look, Donovan Mitchell's good, but on a championship team is Donovan Mitchell your best player? Probably not. Probably not. So I think that Utah is going to have to come down on their offer a little bit. I'm glad the Knicks didn't pull the trigger on what they wanted. Um, I, I I thought that was a smart choice. Uh, I believe it was quickly McBride, Toppin, Grimes, and six draft picks. I mean, don't you guys... Do you agree with me that that's for a player like Mitchell, who we all like, very talented player, but I mean, that, that seems like a little overkill. Would you agree? I guess it really depends on the, like the draft picks and more info on that. But yeah, I, I agree only because of what you said. I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to lead you to a championship as that number one guy he's shown with the jazz that, he really hasn't been able to do that. Um, they've had some good teams, but he hasn't. I, I put him over Gobert where I think he is that number one guy or was that number one guy for the Jazz, but he just couldn't bring them to the next level of a of a championship caliber right. team. And and so I agree with you there for sure. Yeah, I think I think I, I'll agree with both of you. Um my my biggest question with Donovan Mitchell, like Max just said, number one, like he he's shown so far, like, is he a great basketball talent? Yes. Um is he someone who's capable of leading you to a championship? I don't think so. I and, agree. And when you go to a market like New York, is he the kind of guy that's going to be able to go from, you know, the market that he's in now to the New York Knicks for, let's say he is someone, you know, the Knicks do throw the absolute, you know, kitchen sink at him. And then he goes there. There's more pressure. You're in a big market. You have to be a personality. You have to deal with the fans, the press. You're an absolute celebrity as soon as you hit that court. 
can he deal with that? And I, I don't know if he'd be able to. So I, think I do what, think that that's way too much to ask for. I think one leg up he does have in that department, Mike, is he is a New York area native. And he's a huge he's a huge Mets fan. He's always in Mets games. He threw out the first pitch at the Brooklyn Cyclones game the other day. He spends his off seasons there. He spends his off seasons in New York. So I think that would I understand what you're saying, but I think that would give him at least a little bit of of a leg up. He'd for get someone. some leeway. Yeah. Leeway from the fans. But as soon as you know, as soon as you stumble, it doesn't matter who you are in New York, I don't think. I mean also if the Knicks did acquire him. They've got two starting guards that are just about six feet, maybe six, six, one. Yeah. Right. That'd be a very, very tiny backcourt. Mitchell. And that, can, and that can get exposed. Mitchell's not taller than that. I think six, one, maybe. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Six foot, yeah. six one, and, and, and Jalen Brunson's maybe six feet. Yeah. He's yeah. I so, think, well, look, I think I, as a I, Knicks I, fan, a like if, tiny backcourt. if I was a Knicks fan, I would want the Knicks to acquire him, but, like you said, probably not at that price, just because I think I really like what the Knicks are doing and what they put out there. We've talked about Randall, but I think like a Brunson Mitchell Randall kind of trio, we're not going to say they're, you know, up to the, you know, some of those super top team. tier teams right. and those trios, but I like, I would like to see that. And I think that could make Randall a better player. I think Mitchell can do what he does. And I think Brunson maybe even elevates his game a little bit more with those three. So I would, I think it would be nice to see the Knicks get him, but again, that's that yeah. is a lot. Right. I mean, it's it's I mean, just look at it this way. If the Knicks got Mitchell, okay, and let's just say for argument's sake, play along with me here, that Durant and Irving stay on the Nets. So just play along with me, okay? If the Knicks get Mitchell, are they better than the Nets? No. Are they better than the Celtics? No. Are they better than the Sixers? No. Are they better than the Raptors? Maybe. The Raptors are still a really solid, good team. Kind of remember we talked about it earlier a couple months ago in the show. Like everyone's kind of just like the same. Everyone's like six eight, and they're just a really good yeah. team. They have the reigning rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. They yeah. got young talent there still. Are they better than the Raptors? I don't know. So they could get Mitchell, kind of be like the um, like the Orioles, maybe win like 43, 44 games and still end up in last place in that division. But they'd be a playoff team, though. They probably would be a playoff team, but they could still be in last place in that division, even with Mitchell. And then you got the Bucs and the Heat, too. So, Pinto, as a Knicks fan, then, with you saying that, uh, normally you're, you know, I don't know if you're optimistic, but, like, what do you want to – what do the Knicks need to do to elevate themselves past, you know, if if Kyrie – and Durant stay. It's hard to beat those guys on paper. But what do you think needs to happen for this Knicks team to, you know, get to that I point think, where you're like, we're a, we're a solid playoff team? I I I think they need to acquire a talent who's who's who makes Donovan Mitchell the second best player on your team. And maybe if they get him, maybe that helps. But basketball is a sport that well, unless you know you're playing in the finals and and um, you know like when. The Raptors won because the Warriors, you know, everyone got hurt and that that helped them win the championship. Basketball is a sport. It's not like baseball. It's not like hockey. You know, going into the year, there's like five or six teams that have a chance. So do I think the Knicks are going to be better with Brunson? Yes. Do I think they would be even add a couple more wins with Mitchell? Yes. But they're still not there yet. So 
you know, you have to acquire a talent that is that makes Donovan Mitchell your second best player. And maybe if it, he comes, maybe that helps. But they're not they're not to be reckoned with with Eastern supremacy. It still it still amazes me how the two years ago they were the four seed. One of the biggest miracles in NBA history, regardless that they lost in five in the first round. How that team ended up the four seed was beyond me. Well, now we're going to move on to DeAndre Ayton. And uh, boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, you know, um, Isaiah Hardestine just got signed by the Knicks, backup center. It's gonna be Mitchell Robinson's backup center. Got two year deal from the Knicks, so he got um, but I believe it was a sixteen million dollar, somewhere between sixteen and twenty million dollar range. And do you know he had a better player efficiency rating last year than DeAndre Ayton? Do you guys know that? I did not. I did not. Well, I he probably did. Want to want to guess that? No. Right. Um, Javale McGee had a higher player efficiency rating last year than DeAndre Ayton. Montrez Harrell had a better player efficiency rating. I'll keep going. Brandon Clark, Kristaps Porzingis. He's never been an All Star, and they gave him a hunt and they matched the offer sheet and gave him 133 million. Mike, tell me why it was a good decision that they did it because I. Don't see it. I don't. I well, was flabbergasted so, that they matched it. So you're bringing back a guy who has been a big part of a team who last year, obviously at the end of the regular season, had the best record in the NBA. Uh, with him coming back, you now have continuity for what, three years? It, it'll be three years with the same mm-hmm. starting five for the most part, because I'm pretty sure they're bringing everyone back, right? right. I don't I don't, yep. I don't know any of the names that are leaving. Jake Crowder's um, still there, right? He didn't he, he didn't go anywhere. I, he's yeah, still there. Yeah. I haven't yes, seen him is, go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Um he's not he's not the type of center. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not one of those guys, you know, he's he plays differently. His game's a little bit different, but you know, without Booker or CP3 in the last two seasons, and I made sure to take this note down for you because I knew you were gonna grill me. He's averaging 19 points a game, over 10.6 rebounds per game, and his field goal percentage is just about 64%. Yeah, well, those it's easy he has you, a winning record you shoot two two feet away from the basket but well, what is it but if, if he can get to his spot and he's efficient i mean what does it matter you just, I, I know he's not i mean and and look i understand that's a lot of money but whatever is happening with these baseball contracts and these nba contracts we're not in control of that so there's a reason they're throwing the money at the guy i think it has to do a lot with continuity i think chris paul likes him a lot I know that first year when Chris Paul got there, they talked about him mentoring him and kind of, yes. you know, bringing him under his wing and stuff like that. Becoming I think they've mature. established a great relationship. I think Aiton's a pretty, pretty decent defender, and I think he elevated his play um, throughout the regular season. Obviously, he struggled a little bit in the playoffs, but the Suns kind of fell off, and they should have been on our losses step because they didn't really fulfill their end of the bargain as the best team in the NBA. So um, I think I don't think he's a top three center. I think he's a legit elite player when he gets his touches. And I think continuity plays a big role in that. So I'm fine with it. Would I hand him that much money myself? Absolutely not. But the Suns did it for a reason and I don't disagree with it. Max. I was enjoying that. Um, (laughs) I, I guess without knowing too much, what were their options? If they let him go to the Pacers, like where would they have, where would that have left them as their starting center? Would it have been, is JaVale McGee going to be there again this year? Uh, I believe so. Do you so, guys know right? that? I, I believe Cause, so. Because I guess really what I'm saying is I think they're better with him than if they let him go and 
like what their options were if they let him go. And so that's why I think they did it. Um, I think they have the money to do it. So that's why they did it. I don't think the Suns were like dying to give him this contract or to keep him necessarily if they could have found someone else or had a different plan. But so I, I, I kind of agree with both of you um, with saying that because I'm not saying like maybe he deserved the contract or that he, I don't maybe put him in that like elite category, but I think he's good enough and they felt like they didn't have a better option and he's going to be their best option to get them close to a finals or to a finals. And, and one more thing, but to holds DeAndre Ayton. What is he, 23, 24? He's 23. 23. He's got a lot of years of basketball left. I mean, obviously, maybe, you know, at that height, you play a little bit less than, you know, guys that are 6'2", 6'3", or whatever. Sure. But he's young. He's got a lot of room to grow. Um, I think his ceiling, I don't think it's the highest ceiling in the world. You described, you know, like the way, the way that he plays, he gets down in the paint and he just, you know, two feet away, whatever. But he's efficient. And, and I think he's only going to get better. And I think the Suns realize, you know, we want to win right now. We only have Chris Paul for, you know, how much longer, who knows? So they work really well together. And I think that played a part in it too. Do you know something interesting? I just found about, I found out about the Andre Ayton. Tell me. He shares a birthday with our producer. <laughs> wow. Would you look at that? We'll have to get to a game. It's a great day. It's a great day. He's your new favorite player, right, Mark? Absolutely. <laughs> here's here's something interesting I'd like to bring up. Do you guys remember in that playoff game when DeAndre Ayton got benched and him and uh who was it was it the head coach? Was it Monty Monty Williams? Was it Monty Williams that was yelling at him? I don't remember. Anyways, remember when they had that altercation on the remember. sideline? Yeah. 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 Obviously, it couldn't have been that bad, right? Because I'm sure Monty no. Williams was that this part year in... or was that last year? That was, no, this, that was this playoffs. Year. That was this yeah. playoffs against the Mavericks. Yeah. Aiden got benched. Yeah. In and what they said game? that he like quit. Oh, that was in game seven. I think it was in the elimination game. I, yeah. That was when I was at the garden against, uh, against the Penguins. Mm. I missed that one, mm. but I, I remember obviously. Yeah. Because we talked about it on the show. I just didn't watch yeah. it live. Yeah. I remember talking exactly. about it. On the so show. I'm just, just, you, we weren't too sure exactly what was happening, but just thinking about it now, I mean, I'm sure that's either squash or it wasn't as big of a deal as everyone made it out to seem if, if they're going to offer him this kind of thing, this kind of deal. So sons will be a force to reckon with again. I just don't know if, if he's going to live up to, to earning that contract, but we will see. We will see. Time to move on. Shall we? Yeah. What are we doing? The story we we may have missed here. Yeah. We're going to, so to stick with hoops. We are going to stick with hoops. So as I talked about uh, in the little teaser, uh, our NBA player, that's on the move uh, from his citizenship is Joel Embiid. So he is officially becoming a French citizen and he could play for France in the 2024 Olympics. So this is a story that was brought up by Pinto. Uh, we thought it was pretty interesting. So um, he began the naturalization process this past May. And I'm, I'm reading this from the article because I don't want to mess this up. So he could join uh, the, the France squad who, correct me if I'm wrong, won the silver medal in the 2021. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. I just okay. know they're usually pretty at, good. At the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Embiid was born in Cameroon. He moved to the U S when he was 16. I think most of us know that, um, but he was able to gain his citizenship. And this is really interesting because of a clause in the French civil code that allows naturalization to a 
and I quote, foreigner whose naturalization is of exceptional interest. So basically, <laughs> France put this little cliff note in their in their bylaws saying that if someone really famous or really talented wants to become a citizen, we'll let them do it. That's all that no matters. matter who they are. That's all that matters. So yeah, so uh, it sounds like you know, obviously, uh, he's fluent in French, um, and I guess he's got some family that lives in the country. So yeah, we could see Joel Embiid on the the French national team, and uh, it sounds like he's loving life as a French citizen. So. Um, thoughts on that, boys? I would kind of feel bad if he left his native Cameroon, but I think if he joined France, that would make for some really good games against the United States. I think that would make for some battles with him and Gobert together. And then, we, they could, then they could show DeAndre Ayton that he's making too much money. Uh, <laughs> and, and we talked a little pre-show. I know Mike mentioned... Uh, was talking about Embiid and like why he would go there um, instead of like playing for the U.S. I think some guys probably like want to try and beat the U.S., which I know like more recent, it's not as hard as it used to be. It's not like the U.S. is as dominant as they used to be. Um, right. And I could see Embiid being that type of guy that just wants to take on a lot of the NBA players he goes up against and, and right. try yeah. and, you know, beat them and, and try and take gold medals from them. So I could I could definitely see it. I think I think if if he goes with France, you might see you might already predict that's your your gold medal game before the tournament even starts. Because now help help me out here. I'm going real quick off the top of my head. Aside from Luca, is oh oh Giannis. So Embiid, Luca, Giannis. There's that that that's your top three international players right now, right? And I'm not forgetting anyone, am I? Mm. That has to be your top three. Right. Yeah, it's got to be the top. I would think so. I'm Jokic. Not. Oh, Jokic. Jokic. Oh, wow. That would be top who, who, who do you Sorry, take Nadelko. out? Who Sorry, do you Ned. take? Who do you take out if you need a top three? Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, Luca. Who do my you top take three? Out? I take out Embiid for me. I take out Embiid just personally. Wow, that's hard. You could take out Luca, I guess. Get the three. Here's the thing about the the three that I would take, Luca. Giannis and Jokic, they seem like more, well, I guess Embiid grew up a little bit, but I, they seem more like leaders to me than Embiid does. Embiid seems like he goes out there and he's dominant and he, whatever, but I just, I see. Uh, don't you put even, that with Luca? We talked Luka, about that though, before. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. And, and, I just, and now, and now Embiid has great leadership example with James Harden on his team. Oh yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll really Fantastic. mature with him. Hey, I is, would, uh, I think I would probably take out Embiid too, but damn, that's that's tough. you know who I would. That's a good one. I would take that's out really Luca. Tough. I would take maybe, out Luca, maybe, and maybe I would put, put that put up in... on the Twitter poll, Max. If you had to take out yeah. one, right? You know, throw it up for the week. That's hard. I would, uh, Pinto. I would take out Luca. Okay. And I would add in Embiid's France teammate Evan Fournier. Ah, the all-time uh, Knicks <laughs> single-season three-point leader broke right. John Starks's record last year. The Frenchman. The Frenchman. Yeah. Yep. Man, when, when he gets hot, he can he can really shoot Evan Fournier. He had some great and I'll tell games you what, last year. Some great games cold, against the Celtics on national TV. When he's cold, Pinto, he is ice cold. Street, hey, streaky, man. Shoot or yeah. shoot. You know how it goes. Get you know hot, that. Stay hot. You know how it goes. <laughs> That's how that's how Max always played back in the day. He he would just <laughs> he would just chuck till they started to go in. 
I don't know about that. I think I passed it to that guy. Shoot to stay hot. Oh, oh boy. Okay, I think we're uh, I think we're gonna move on (laughs) before we start talking about Max and partying back in the day. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to our lost a step segment of the week. I told you it was more about who was lost than what was lost, and the Calgary Flames lost their generational talent, Johnny Goudreau, to free agency um, this week. Probably the biggest, or I wouldn't say probably, definitely the biggest free agent loss of any team, of any NHL team this year with NHL free agency uh, starting this week. For a Flames team that had a really nice season, number two in the West, Pacific Division champions, uh, got beat up pretty bad by Edmonton in five uh, in the playoffs in the second round this year. And it's a Calgary team that is a, is kind of been the last decade or so a, a solid, not spectacular hockey team. Kind of a, seems like a every other playoff year kind of team. Good, not great. This was their best year um, in a while. But they have not been to a conference finals in 18 years, which was the last year that they made it to the Stanley Cup in 2004 when they lost to the Lightning in seven games. So they haven't even been back to the conference final since then. And to lose Johnny Gaudreau, a, a generational talent who kind of strangely went to Columbus, that was not on a lot of people's radar, especially mine. I, I, I thought maybe the Islanders. I thought maybe uh, one of the California teams out west. But he ends up going to Columbus, and that's a a tough pill to swallow if you're a Flames fan. And you know what, guys? I think sometimes I, I know that the money can talk, and 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 a, a lot of players, you know, no matter where they go play. But sometimes I think for you know whether it's it's a Canadian player coming to the states or an American player going to Canada, you know, Johnny Gaudreau is a a South Jersey guy, and you know. Maybe if you place, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to Calgary, but maybe you just got just a little stateside homesick. I mean, Calgary's probably as like different as like South Jersey where he grew up could be. And maybe he maybe he just missed it. Maybe he he got kind of sick of, of Western Canada. And again, I mean, no disrespect. I've heard it. It's very beautiful in Western Cal in Western um Alberta. Edmonton, Calgary can be very picturesque and nice. And I know Vancouver on all the way in the West can be very beautiful. Maybe he just got a little stateside homesick and, and just wanted to come to come back South. And again, I didn't think Columbus would be where he would pick, but he did. But um, in terms of loss of step, it's Calgary. That's a tough pill to swallow losing a, 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 a cornerstone guy like that. Um, not even able to negotiate really. And I'm going to test free agency. I'm going to try it. And then a couple of days later, he's gone. So that's a, that's a tough pill for Calgary to swallow guys. And for that reason, they make our lost to step segment of the week. You really hate to see that. And, and Pinto, I'm going to add on if, if there's a, if there's Please. a one, a for our loss to step, our one sure. B in my opinion is the flyers because Johnny Gaudreau could not have hinted more that he wanted to play in Philly. He posted pictures of himself in Flyers gear as a kid. He said it multiple times. His best friend plays for the Flyers. Unbelievable. They All they had to do was not overpay some defensemen, and they could have gotten Johnny Gaudreau. So our 1A is Calgary, 1B, 
I'm giving it to the Flyers. Speaking wow. of the speaking of the Flyers, and I was talking to Max about this the, this week. Now Tony Jackwagon D'Angelo's on the Flyers, <laughs> and I can dislike him even more. Yep. Now he's on the Flyers. Oh, yeah, we talked perfect. about that. I can't. Yep. You know, I renewed my um, Ranger season ticket package uh, a couple of days ago, and I got the Flyers as one nice. of my games. There you go. I am. I'm very excited go fight to, go, him. to go. Although it could be a day of a World Series game, so I don't know. Well, at least you won't have to worry. Right. I don't. Oh, very funny. <laughs> anyway, Max, you could be yeah, at the World Series use... watching the Yankees with Max and I. Sure. I usually sure. leave those to Mike, but I just had to had to say it. So if um, that was if so, if I was the case, I might have to sell that game. But yeah, that'd be a tough I, decision. I have I have November first against the fly in the building that night. I oh, mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to D'Angelo, man. I'm gonna rip him. Be before besides before we, and also uh, uh, sorry, Max. One thing. Tony D'Angelo and John Tortorella. You think that's gonna work? You think that's gonna again. work? Tortorella's gonna I feel fight. like Tortorella's Mark, gonna fight him Mark the first could literally, day of practice. Mark could take the soundbite from last episode and just paste it into yeah. here because you said the same thing. <laughs> no one would notice. There's an echo. No one would notice. Yeah. Hey. Before I before I give it to Mark, I, I did want to just comment real quick on uh what Pinto was saying about the um I guess just like homesick thing with with uh Goudreau. I just I've always kind of thought that where like, I don't know if you guys ever think about this, but if I was, you know, in these guys shoes, wherever, whatever sport, and I was playing in Canada, I just feel like I wouldn't be as happy as if I was in the United States. Like, I just and, think like, oh, again, you just got drafted. Is, this is no disrespect to our friends right. north of the border. Right. It's just if you're from like the United States and that's what you're used to, obviously some people do move away and go to different countries. But like if I'm drafted by the Toronto Raptors, like Toronto has been a decent team, but like I just. I just can't see myself being as happy. Obviously, you're you're making a lot of money, but I just I just thought that was funny that you mentioned that Pinto. I think Toronto might be a little easier because Toronto's like a it's cleaner close to, Toronto's like a, a cleaner Manhattan. Like Calgary's like out there. That's yeah, like yeah. that's a that's all west. That's all the way west western Canada. That's a little different. Toronto's just a cleaner New York. I'd be more comfortable in Toronto. But so, it's still outside where you you got to I mean, I guess you'll need a passport for everything now, but you need a passport here's, to get out. Here's what and I'll then. say. Obviously, um, with Shane Prince being one of my closest friends, um, I don't want to speak for him, but just on his experience with that. So he grew up, obviously, at Rochester, New York. He went over, he played in the OHL, he played for the Kitchener Rangers, and then he played for the Ottawa 67s, right? So he was all the way over in Ottawa, which is what, like five hours from New York. And he really, really enjoyed that experience. Uh, he got drafted by the Sens, played there, and then obviously for um, the Islanders as well. But he's playing in the KHL now, and that's a lot farther than, you know, Calgary. He, him, his girlfriend, and he has a daughter now, they love Russia. And he's been able to travel. He's been into Lugano. Uh, he's been in Switzerland. Uh, he's been in Belarus and he's in Moscow now. And he has absolutely loved the experience. And he's met a lot of the guys too. You don't realize there's a lot of ex NHL guys that are playing there and he knows a lot of them and it's pretty comfortable. There's other like North American guys too. So, um, I would say it's probably every individual has a little bit different of a preference. Um, but there's a pretty decent off season and you can come home all the time. So just from my experience with one of my closest friends doing that, um, it could play a factor in it, but I think at the end of the day, he was looking at the money going to Columbus. So that's just, I me. mean, 
I mean, that's good for Shane to enjoy playing over there because you couldn't pay me to go over there for anything. So good for him. He's it's he's uh, a, I think it's different he's a braver, when you're he's he's a braver man than me. I'd 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 go play in fifteen other countries before I ever stepped foot there. So yeah, Shane, if you're listening, kudos to you. You're a brave man. I could I couldn't do that. And thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening, Shane. Good luck this season, Shaner. If Columbus were an ice cream, what would it be? Okay, it would be one of the newer flavors of ice cream because they're one of the newer hockey teams. Tom, we're just gonna we're just gonna speed round it. All right, Toronto. Ah, <laughs> uh, Toronto. Um, chocolate chip. New York City. Mint chocolate chip because it's the goat. L.A. Um, pistachio. Austin, Texas. They don't have a hockey team. I don't care. <laughs> um, Austin, Texas is peanut butter cup. Did you say Austin or Boston? He said Austin. Now I'm going to say Boston. Boston. What's something I don't like? Um, their coffee. Nice. No. All right. All right. Whatever. Portland, Maine. They don't have hockey either. Um, but I don't care. Oh, Portland, Maine. <laughs> Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark, take us home. Take us home. <laughs> um, Put me out of my misery, please. Strawberry dying over here. I'll strawberry. Take I'll take us home for this last one. Rochester, Rochester. Um, let me think about this. I want to give the right one. Roch. And I know Mark will edit out all this dead space because he's the best producer in the business. Uh, Rochester would be um... garbage plate flavor. <laughs> nice. There we go. That's what I was going for. There you go, Max. Scott. Mark, would, give... love, Mark would love that. Probably. Crazy. Tom, what? Tom, what were you gonna say? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think, but I I don't, I don't want to drag it on. I I know people have things to do. I don't want to drag it on, and I'm just not coming to mind. I'm a failure. Uh, I... I'm a no, failure. I'm in, char- I'm in charge. We're going to stay here all night until you figure this out. Tom. You guys okay. are better at thinking of flavors than I am. I feel like I just run out like after like three or four. Tin roof Sunday. <laughs> it's, one of right. turkey, it's one of the Turkey Hill flavors, right? Well, I'm going to say Rochester right. is, is like Rochester is like dipping dots, right? As a kid, it's the best thing in the world. And you grow up and then the more and more you explore a little bit and you get to different flavors, you realize, eh. It's okay. I'll have it at the ballpark. It's not that good. Everyone hates on Dippin' Dots. I know Pinto hates on it, but I, I really enjoy Stinks. my Dippin' Dots. Stinks. It's for people who can't appreciate regular ice cream. It's ice oh, cream. Chill. I don't hate Dippin' Dots. I don't hate it, but I'd rather have my Panda Paws, my mint chocolate chip. What, know, the, hell is a panda, what the hell is a Panda Paw? <laughs> Come on, Tom. Come on. Pinto. You just said you just tripped people for not being able to appreciate real ice cream. And you asked me what Panda Paws is. Well, this is a specific flavor you're probably talking about. Am I right? Tom. No, I'm talking about a panda. They cut their paw off and they put it in. The, like, what are you talking about? Well, please you elaborate. Know what panda Paws ice cream is. Please elaborate. It's like vanilla ice cream with like chocolate swirl in it and some peanut butter. And it's got a little bit of everything in it. It's fantastic. You've had where, Panda Paws. Where do you get it? Well, where do you sell at a it? Store. Anywhere. At a store. Does Not Friendly's make it? Does Not Friendly's make it? 
I don't know. Sure. There's no friendlies in Rochester anymore. I have no, no idea. I don't. I don't mean R. the. the I, sorry, I don't mean the restaurant. I mean like the half gallon you get in the supermarket. I have friendly, no idea. Probably, I don't buy friendlies. Um, does Turkey Hill make it? Um, no clue. I don't buy that either. They have a Wegmans not too far from you. Go there, get some Panda Paws. Why the hell? Why am back. I gonna go drive 15 miles to a supermarket when I got one a half mile from my apartment? Why would I do that? And what about Perry's? Perry's ice cream. I've. Yeah, I know Perry's I, I, yeah, I've I've had Perry's ice cream, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Tom, they got great subs at Wegmans. All right, nah, you try it, man. They don't, they don't. Take don't poison, right, don't poison, God, don't, poison don't poison our listeners' minds. Mark, you're take angering the listeners by letting them right, talk more. Right. We're, we're, we are, you know what? We're gonna shelve this. We're gonna shelve this for next week. All right, we're gonna talk about our favorite Wegman subs. And which player would eat the most Danny Wegman subs? All right. I want us all to think about that. All Vince right? Wilfork. Right. <laughs> Adamican take, take Sue. The... <laughs> take, take the week to think about it. Yeah. Don't just, you know, don't just shout it out. Let's really think don't about just, it. Let's, re- let's really mull over this. All right. This has been Lost of Step <laughs> episode 18 for July 17th. If you want to check out our previous episodes, check us out by subscribing to Spotify, Google Play, everywhere. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lost a Step One and on Facebook by searching the Lost a Step podcast. For Mike, Tom, and Max, and for everyone else that loves ice cream, happy National Ice Cream Day, everyone. I am Mark. Have a good week.